0: So at the beginning of the episode, we always read a quote. Here I go to read it. This is a quote. We from the always book. read a
1: quote. If you think you haven't heard a quote for the past twenty episodes, you're wrong. We always <laughs> read one. Wrong. All
0: right, here I go. There are only the pursued, the pursuing, the busy, and the tired.
1: I think you emphasized all of that okay. just right. One of your weirdest emphasizing <laughs> works of all time. I
0: thought. They were saying that as in as opposed to a pursued, a pursuit, yeah.
2: Welcome to Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. And today, oh boy, are we doing that. Oh boy, are we doing that. Oh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Say who you are.
0: Yeah, say who you are.
2: (laughs) What do we want? Go on. The canon. What do
0: we want? The hosts to introduce themselves.
2: (laughs) I'm Jackie.
1: I'm one of your hosts. I'm Rachel. I'm the other host.
0: I'm Theo. I'm the executive producer, which I think ranks slightly higher than host.
1: (laughs) I'm the casual one, in case you couldn't tell from my really laid back introduction. What about you, Theo, and you, Jackie? Pick something. If we were like a girl band,
0: I'm the competitive one.
1: (laughs) You're the competitive one. Uh, I'm, let's, well, hmm. if we're a girl band, the indecisive one. Let's move on.
0: (laughs) I could be more indecisive than that.
1: <laughs> eh, whatever. I'm not sure <laughs> if you can be. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is so uh, Theo asked if I would scared anyone
1: lately and I thought I, I haven't really scared anyone. But so as some of you know. Wait, something I'm scared of is the audience not knowing what book we're about to do. So let's say that first. It's The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. So just let's listen to Jackie's story and then we'll talk about it. Back to you, Jack.
0: It's the sequel to The Good Gatsby.
1: Yeah, there was no <laughs> yeah. way you would have figured that out by, like, reading
2: the episode title or anything. We are going to talk about The Great Gatsby. People like (laughs) to know. I have been using Bumble BFF to try to meet new friends in Cincinnati, and if you're listening to this and you're in Cincinnati and you want to be my friend, then hi, be my friend. Also, support my podcast.
1: We are not scared of doxing. (laughs) Literally just telling the the world, hey, Jackie lives in Cincinnati and she will meet up with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is send me an email telling me that you're my secret admirer and then I'll meet you wherever you want. Yeah. That story didn't make it into the podcast, I don't think. <laughs> what? I think it did. Let me mention that, Roke. Did it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, clearly Theo doesn't remember it.
0: Oh, you mean what Stephen's trick that he did?
2: Yeah, Rachel's boyfriend, Steven, back in college, um, thought it would be so funny to send me an email. He made a new email address and he emailed me and he said, hey, I've been seeing you around. I think you're really pretty. Like, I'd love to get to know you, but I'm too shy to tell you who I am. And instead of being like, hot fuck delete, like, that's really scary or like, this is clearly fake, I was like, That's weird, but okay, we're in college. Like, people are weird sometimes. You know, maybe I'll see what happens. Give it the old college try. Give it the old – yeah, the old college try. Or
0: maybe like, I knew this would happen to me eventually.
2: Like, God, I'm (laughs) surprised I haven't gotten more of these. Finally. (laughs) So I had a few days of, like, walking around the campus being, like – it could be anyone <laughs> like could be the lady who helped people <laughs> cross the road. It could, could be... be that
0: person who's been following me for the past 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could be uh, the guy who gets inside the Ramses costume at the football games. I have no idea. Oh, um, can you imagine dating
1: that celeb? Wow.
2: No, I can't. Also, I never went to a single UNC football game, so he wouldn't have found me even if that was him.
1: You know, it's a student who also does other things (laughs) anyway. (laughs) No, I thought he just lived in that Ramsey's costume (laughs) full time. And like stayed in the stadium and ate grass.
0: (laughs) It's just a literal ram in the costume. (laughs)
2: There was a literal ram yeah. who was kidnapped and beheaded by Duke students one time.
0: Beheaded?
2: A long time ago.
0: Back when beheading was cool. I mean, maybe
2: 15 <laughs> or 20 years. It wasn't that long ago.
0: That's psychotic. Oh my gosh.
1: Really? 15 years ago, they beheaded a ram? It was pretty recent, I thought. Are you serious?
0: No wonder they say Duke is puke. Duke is dookie.
1: Someone needs to firebomb that school off the face of the earth. I'm like four stories like deep now into my story,
2: and I keep like just going off of tangents. Anyway. <laughs> Stephen yeah. sent me that email and I fell for it. And I went to the tree where he told me to meet him. And then uh, I can't remember if no one showed up or if Stephen showed up and was like, haha, you fool.
0: You can't. Re- those are two very different outcomes.
1: Yeah, I honestly can't remember. OK, wait, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. The sheep mascot was killed in 1996. Oh, my but God. But it was not tied to it being a mascot. <laughs> what? Oh, Because it doesn't live at UNC. It like lived on a farm. I know it lived on a farm, but that's why they kidnapped it and killed it. No, it wasn't it wasn't even kidnapped. <laughs> it was killed on the farm. Nah, it was
0: just some hungry duke students. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why why would they kill that particular sheep in such a brutal fashion? I mean, I don't even know if they cut its head off, but I googled like duke unc ram beheaded and there's <laughs> nothing i can't believe you accused duke of doing that and i called for their death no it is real it's not <laughs> it's real
0: all right let's look this up <laughs>
1: they've been kidnapped before but they always got returned safely might
0: have to go on the dark web for this one
1: didn't you tell me it has nothing to do with it being a mascot
2: <laughs> yeah it was the mascot it was the sheep it was Ramsey's.
1: it was but it had nothing to do with its being the mascot it was just a right. random sheep killing but it happened to be The sheep that was the mascot. There's no way. Yes, there is.
0: (laughs) Just like I produced this podcast. But even if our rival podcast beheads me, it's not because I'm the producer necessarily.
1: Duke didn't do it. It was somebody just killed a random sheep, I'm guessing, because it was a sheep that lived on a farm, like a normal farm with other sheep, and someone killed that ram. Maybe it's because it was the biggest one. they knew. No, the Mm -hmm. farmer was like, no, it had nothing to do with its sports-related work. Wow. (laughs) Jackie, you're the Alex Jones of this pod with your misinformation. (laughs) I'll see you in court. Oh,
0: how about Jackie is the gossipy one?
1: She really is. The, the indecisive liar. gossipy one, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: gossiping about beheading sheep. Mm. Y'all ever get sheep and goats mixed up?
1: Never. No. Oh. i kind of like God in that
2: way. Okay, apparently the guy who did it said he got drunk at a party and didn't know it was the UNC mascot. Huh.
0: <laughs> Neither of those things make up for what he did.
2: What a coincidence that it happens to be Ramsey's who gets brutally slaughtered, and all the other sheep were fine.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was a coincidence. (laughs) He wasn't
0: wearing any UNC garb at the time, right?
1: (laughs) No, he wasn't. He was totally nude. I
2: think, so the original story I was trying to tell was I'm trying to make friends. So I'm on Bumble BFF, and I've been meeting up with people, and there's... (laughs) This girl that I've, like, been talking to, and I was, um, we're going to meet up. She lives about, like, 15 minutes from me, and we're trying to meet up for brunch. So I said, there's a really good brunch place, like, that happens to be a couple blocks from my house. And I told her openly, like, I almost hesitate to even suggest this place because it's so unfairly close to my house. Like, I could easily walk to it, and you would have to drive for 15 minutes. But we talked about other brunch places, Mm -hmm. and, like, most of them don't have parking, or, like, they're usually really busy. I was like... This is a hidden gem. This place is really good and (laughs) it's never um, like a long wait to get in. And it's, it is really close to my house. Always
1: serve fresh mutton. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I just want to disclose openly that it is a second from my house. So anyway, so she comes over, we meet at this restaurant for some reason, this has never been the case before, but it normally opens at like a normal brunch time. But for some reason today, it says, well, we open at 10, but the kitchen's closed till noon. So I was like, eh? okay, so I don't know why I would go there then because <laughs> you're a restaurant. So, um, so we go at <laughs> noon and I get there and it, maybe you could help open. Ever thought of that? I figure it must be a staffing thing. Do some food prep. <laughs> I get there and we like awkwardly meet in the parking lot. And I was like, well, the door is locked. So I could, we could see people moving around inside. So I called a restaurant and I was like, hi, like, are you guys open? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, well, can you let us in because <laughs> the door is locked? And they were like, oh, crap. So they come and open the door and I'm like, all right, this I really talked this place up, like, I hope it stays good.
1: <laughs> if you can get in, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest part. If there's not a long wait. If you can solve their riddles, three. If you can comp- complete the 12 trials. <laughs> they have a great eggs Benedict. Yeah.
0: that's not a very good sign that you guys had to let them know that their door was locked. That, I mean, That means no one else wanted to go there, right? Uh,
2: yeah, that means no one else was there. This is why I'm like, did I scare someone? I don't know. Maybe I did. It's a
1: really hidden gem.
2: Yeah, it's really it's so hidden that you have to like do a lot to get inside so the first thing the hostess says when she lets us in was we have a very limited menu today because a lot of people walked out yesterday
1: <laughs> oh gosh a lot of customers or employees
2: yeah customers or it's
1: employees A employees <laughs> well i thought she was gonna say we have a
2: really limited menu because we just had a ton of customers yesterday but she said no because a lot of people walked out on us We have a very limited menu. So she gave us a menu. So I felt so bad because this girl like drove all this way and she was like, but it's worth it because the menu looks great. And so we get there and they give us this menu that has like three things on it. So we both get the same thing, which is an an oyster po' boy, because it's a... What the hell? It's a Cajun restaurant. It's like a New Orleans style. It used to be Emerald Lagasse's restaurant.
1: Is it a brunch?
2: Is it like the three
0: items on the menu are like oyster po' boy, oysters, and baguette?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a oyster po' boy, shrimp po' po' boy jambalaya and etouffee or something. So I guess maybe like so three, or four, four things. things.
1: Yeah. Mm. So
2: we both got the same thing and I was just like, I'm That's sorry. Not there's not brunch, no-
1: by the way, Jackie. That's a
2: Cajun restaurant. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. They usually have a brunch menu, but today they were just like, well, we're not doing that. We're serving nothing but sandwiches or something. So <laughs> they usually have a brunch menu. <laughs> and uh, it's usually really good. Like, I love this place. So they, they give us this and I'm like, okay, well hopefully there's still something here that you might enjoy we're the, obviously the only people in the whole restaurant and like there's jazz music <laughs> loudly blaring over the speakers which usually there's live <laughs> jazz music oh my gosh
1: <laughs> they're the ones who walked out
0: <laughs> yeah it was them and the person who unlocks the door <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones who walked out
1: and so they give us the
2: oyster po boys and they were so bizarre. The girl I was with, she was trying so hard to like seem complimentary, but like neither of us really ate hardly anything because I've had this sandwich before and it's usually a po' boy, like a normal sandwich. It's got oysters. It's got like lettuce, tomato, remoulade, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Tell people what a
1: oyster po' boy is if they're not American.
2: I just, I said oysters, lettuce, no, tomato, <laughs> it, it, It's
1: fried oysters, right? It's like yes, a baguette. Yeah. On a baguette. And you have these like cornmeal battered <laughs> oysters inside. Yeah. And there's a sauce and then it can come <laughs> with tomato, lettuce. Yeah. You can't just be like, it's a sandwich with oysters. <laughs> it can be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. They're fried oysters. Um, So I've had that before and this
2: time it came on a, a, a baguette. Had the remelade, had the fried oysters, and instead of lettuce or tomato or any other kind of vegetable, it had lots of pickled ginger which was so (laughs) weird so weird why do they even have that on the menu we got this and the fries were like undercooked and like soggy and i was just like i am so sorry like this place is usually really good like i don't know
1: emerald needs to whip them into shape if he's still alive
2: it's not his uh, i think he's still alive but it's not his restaurant anymore um, yeah so i thought at first it was like ham or a lox i was like what are these little pink slices it was ginger so weird (laughs) And it was gross. Um, So we did that. And then the waitress comes back after like long, long, long time because she's like not only the hostess, she's also the waitress and the person who's supposed to unlock the door and the person who answers the phones apparently.
1: They should not be open.
2: (laughs) She came back and gave us uh, a plate of like little hard um, like cookies Mm -hmm. with like little Mardi Gras (laughs) colored icing on it and she said here you go we always like to give you something sweet at the end and I was like I've been here many times they don't do that that is not that's not a normal thing so I was like I think this place might be shutting down
0: I think it sounds more like they've been body snatched by aliens and now it's aliens (laughs) trying to run this (laughs) restaurant and those were like Egg sacks that you were eating, not pickled ginger.
2: God, I don't know. Uh, that would be a really weird looking egg sack because it wasn't quite a sack. Um,
0: sacks are different on their
2: planet. <laughs> on their planet, yeah, they're just flat bits of ginger. Basically, shapes <laughs> yeah. are different on their planet. <laughs> yeah. So my new friend, she had been like, "Okay, maybe if we like play it cool, we can like ask them what the hell is going on, and they'll tell us."
0: <laughs> but on the
2: way out, she literally just like stopped and said to the bartender, "Like, what happened yesterday?" And he said, oh, the power went out, and so we couldn't prep anything, and we couldn't open any of the freezers, and last night, like, we ran out of dressing, and so when people asked for dressing, we had to just, like, hurriedly make more right then, and why are you open? This is so bizarre. But did anyone else come in the entire time you were there? I think like one other pe- one other couple did or something.
0: Did they also get the oyster po' boy? I have
2: no idea. <laughs> there's a one in four chance. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we ate all the ginger and they couldn't make it anymore.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that's why everyone walked out was they were like, there's too much damn pickled ginger in this restaurant. We're not coming back till it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: I have no idea. It was just so
1: strange. I
0: guess that makes sense. Yeah. The... The pickled ginger would be the thing that they knew would stay fresh or, you know, pickled.
1: Because it's pickled. But what about the oysters? Well,
0: those are caught fresh every day.
1: In the-, in the beautiful waters of the Cincinnati River, if that's a thing. Yeah. It's, the,
2: it's the Ohio River. Oh. Wow. Very official.
1: <laughs> okay. But no, I think I apologized like
2: 50 times and I was like, ah, she's never going to want to see me again. She said she can tell that place is a gem. So. What? Well, why
1: don't you invite her again next week? <laughs> what do you mean she can tell? <laughs> I think she means I can tell it's supposed to be good usually good yeah
0: what does that mean
2: also why did we get two different stories the the first lady was like yeah everybody quit yesterday and then the second guy was like we had a power outage (laughs) like were your employees all robots that have to be plugged in and that's why they can't work (laughs) today or
0: some sort of cover-up
1: yeah i don't buy it
0: i actually think my explanation is more likely
1: aliens it does make more sense
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: It explains the cookies.
0: What, what are those books? The ones that are the ones that are like restaurant employees can't be aliens or You know what I'm talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah. What? I do. Where they're like vampires vague. don't wear polka dots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, restaurant yeah.
0: employees don't suddenly quit and leave you with only pickled ginger.
1: Aliens don't work at restaurants.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Alien, yeah. That's it. That's it. The aliens
1: <laughs> think tomatoes <laughs> and ginger
2: are interchangeable. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. So why don't we get into it? Um, Like I said, we are covering the first. Well, I didn't say this. We're covering the first four chapters of The Great Gatsby out of nine. So next week we'll be covering five through nine. Yeah, roughly half. Um, I'm going to just open by giving a little bit of context about why The Great Gatsby is important. So class is in. Why is he so
1: freaking great? That's what we want to know.
2: Why is he so freaking great? Mm
1: -hmm. It's the great
2: American novel. At the time, The Great Gatsby represented Fitzgerald's ideas about how, you know, the American dream of like working your way up from Modest origins and becoming rich and getting everything that you want is, it's a sham. It's not going to actually make you happy. Money doesn't make you happy is, you know, basically the theme here.
1: I'd like to give it a try, though, you know? Yeah, I mean. I want to find out for myself. Let's give
2: it the old college try.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not fair that rich people are the ones who get to tell us that, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: because I do always think, like, yeah, I guess I'm just taking your word for it, but.
1: If it's so bad, give me your money.
2: Well, then can I have some? Yeah. <laughs> so but that's well that was the case in the 20s I guess or that's The Guardian is where I was reading this, like, so somebody wrote, like, an analysis saying, like, yeah, this is, like, the difference, you know, at the time that this was written, Fitzgerald was considered to be, like, ultra-modernist, and so a lot of people who were more into, like, the classics, like, didn't really like his work, but yeah, that was kind of what it was about. I mean, clearly, it didn't used to be a classic. Not an instant classic, Um, Mm -mm. but now you really can't make that same argument because now you can just have all your problems be solved with money in a way that, like, you kind of could the 20s but it's like extra apparent now like literally everything is legal if you're rich
1: (gasps) i mean wasn't the problem like maybe you could solve your material issues but i mean obviously it's still gonna be the case now like there have always been complaints that american culture is like super shallow you know yeah,
2: there's not much under the surface despite there being a lot on the surface oh well (sighs) oh well but uh actually what fitzgerald himself said about the great gatsby i'll read this quote The whole idea of Gatsby is the unfairness of a poor young man not being able to marry a girl with money. What the hell? This theme comes up again and again because I lived it. Yeah, so he didn't say like, yeah, like the American dream is a sham and like money won't make you happy. The theme for him is money will allow you to marry the girl that you want. And I'm mad that I can't do it. No,
1: money should allow you to. And if it doesn't, it's really bad. Well, it says the unfairness
2: (laughs) of a poor young man not being able to marry a girl with money. So I know,
1: but well- spoilers but even when he's rich he doesn't get to really well you'll see is that because
0: he still has that poor stink on him from before
1: it's because he lives in a freaking egg you, know? you can't
2: ever wash it off
0: i'm gonna need you guys to explain this egg thing to me
2: have you not read this yet <laughs> you didn't read it in school no oh you Whoa. are behind on your summer reading
1: like 20 years behind well, <laughs> i guess maybe like 15 years i don't know when you would have read it okay uh is are we are we cool? <laughs> Are we cool? How much more do you have to say? <laughs> we're not cool.
2: I can tell you that, but uh, I am finished.
1: <laughs> I I do have to tell Theo something. I think he's really gonna like. One second. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so these were the other titles that Fitzgerald considered instead of The Great Gatsby. So I want you to rate oh. <laughs> them out of five. Okay, Theo. Uh,
0: there are five titles.
1: Uh, I guess including the one he chose, but I meant more like I'm give not it putting five them stars. In, or, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll give them five stars.
1: Okay. The Great Gatsby.
0: Honestly, I don't even like that one. That's like a two.
1: Two, okay. Among ash heaps and millionaires.
0: I liked it until the millionaires part. Also, I'll give that one a three.
1: <laughs> Among ash heaps. <laughs> that's a three. A three, okay. Trimalchio in West Egg.
0: Ah, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Okay. Gold-hatted Gatsby. <laughs> what
0: gold-hatted?
1: Gold-hatted Gatsby.
0: Gold-hatted. Oof, that's a that's gonna be a two also.
1: So wait, Trimalchio and West Egg is a six, and a six is so good it broke the scale, or it, it went back around and it's actually a one? <laughs>
0: It's like an ace. It's like you don't know if it's high or low. That's what a six is. Okay. Um, sounds like it's, high. it's <laughs> <laughs> I think remarkable. I think the gold-hatted uh, Gatsby, I think that's actually a one if The Great Gatsby is a two.
2: Yeah, I don't like alliterative titles. It sounds like it should be silly.
0: Mm.
1: Well, you know The Great Gatsby is alliterative, right? I know. I also don't really like that title. I agree with okay. you. Here's the other option. The High Bouncing Lover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What is the high bouncing <laughs> referred to?
1: The Lover, I think. That's the only one I didn't come
0: across. <laughs> if, if there's a good payoff for why it says high bouncing, then I do think that's like a four for me. Okay. If it's like you realize, oh, that's what he meant by high bouncing.
1: That's why he's a lover like, at of things the end of that bounce the novel. so high, so very high.
2: I can't believe that Trimalchio in West Egg is a six for you, but the high bouncing lover is only a four. Maybe. I can't believe that.
0: Well, okay. I, you know I'm joking about the six. That's like a .5 it's so bad
1: that's the worst one
0: i mean it just you don't even have any sense of what the story is because egg doesn't sound like a place
1: who's trimalchio yeah what's west egg
2: (laughs) Trimalchio's not a person right uh trimalchio was his take on another version of a word which did you read this Rachel? can you jog my memory or no
1: i mean trimalchio is a person
2: it was like another language version of a different book hold on Oh, um, Trimalchio is a character in the first century AD Roman work Satyricon. Yes. Yeah. So it came from Satyricon and he wanted to name it Trimalchio in West Egg, which is a terrible.
1: Trimalchio. He was famous for having like. Big parties.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, but that's not actually a character in The Great Gatsby.
1: It's just another name for him, I guess. It's an illusion.
0: But that's never in the text of The Great Gatsby. I don't think no. so. I don't think so. Oh, God. That's a point two five. But if
1: you're familiar with the Satyricon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, also, if you've read the Satyricon, you know there's a lot of bounciness in there. <laughs> A lot of
1: loving and a lot of bouncing.
0: Okay, but okay, we need to figure out what's the best pairing of title and because one of those could be a subtitle, right?
1: Okay, The Great Gatsby colon the high bouncing lover. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> great.
1: The, the Great Gatsby colon golden hatted Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> great. Gatsby, Gold-Hatted Gatsby. Gold-Hatted Gatsby colon The High Bouncing Lover. That's pretty good, actually.
0: (laughs) That sounds very
1: zany. The High Bouncing Lover. Okay, Okay, Theo, so now that you've heard the other options, do you appreciate The Great Gatsby more as a title? (laughs) I guess
0: so. Okay, we're going to come up with a better title by the end of it, because otherwise I'm firing
1: it. I do want to say that um, the reason it's called The Great Gatsby is because... I believe it's inspired by a book called Le Grand Monne or Le Grand Mull or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um but the author is let's see. I think
2: it's pronounced I think
1: it's Le Grand Monne. Yeah, and it's by the author his name is Alain Fournier and it, it's the only book he ever wrote because he died I think he died in World War 1 and it was like based on his childhood because he had fallen in love with this woman and like never got to be with her. <laughs> So he wrote Le Grand Moulnet about that, and uh, I guess Fitzgerald was like, oh my gosh, that book really speaks to me. Let me write a book that's basically the same thing, and I'll call it the English version. <laughs> if anybody can explain to me why Fitzgerald
2: refused to make any good decisions in his relationships, please let me know. Like, was there a good reason he never divorced Zelda and just— Let me know. Go back to the autobiography or the not autobiography. Go back to the biography episode.
1: (laughs) He's someone where he's like, once you do something, you have to stick with it no matter what. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Once you start drinking, you can never stop. Yeah. (laughs) He did subscribe to that as well.
1: I mean, that could be what it is. Could have
0: had a lot of Catholic guilt preventing him from doing things that would make him happy.
1: I mean,
2: Catholic guilt is a real thing.
1: He can't have had that much Catholic guilt because he did cheat on his wife. And you're also not supposed to do that.
2: Yeah, but you'll get forgiven. You just have to like say some things. (laughs) I doubt
1: he said some things.
0: So guys, now I think it's time to take a break. We've talked enough about all these various title options.
1: That's enough Great Gatsby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Are you enjoying this episode of Fire the Cannon?
1: Yeah. If
0: so, get on patreon.com slash fire the cannon. And there you can find various methods to support us. A great rewards tier is... $3 a month Mm. for just that, for just the price of a bucket of bananas every month, you get access (laughs) to all of our bonus content. And one great bonus episode that I want to shout out this time is that additional 20 minute conversation we had with the writer, Sarah Gailey. We got to hear all about their creepiest animals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, their creepiest animals. That was pretty good. (laughs)
0: And we really appreciate the support. We use every dollar to help make our podcast better. Mm -hmm. All right, back to the episode. Mm
1: So now that we've talked about the titles the book didn't have and the title it does have, let's talk about the contents, shall we? We shall. Cool. So let me just say the book opens with a little poem by a guy named Thomas Park d'Invilliers, perhaps. And the poem is, then wear the gold hat if that will move her. If you can bounce high bounce for her too. Till she cry, lover, gold-hatted, high-bouncing lover, I must have you. What the fuck?
0: Whoa, that's all the titles in one.
1: <laughs> Almost, yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. did not read
2: that poem at the beginning of my
1: audiobook.
2: <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I wish it had just ended with uh, till she cry.
1: <laughs> just
2: bounce for her till she cries. Bounce
1: until she cries, yeah. Not cries, cry.
2: She'll get there eventually.
1: So here we go. So the book opens, it's in first person, and our narrator is Nick Mm -hmm. Carraway. And now, Theo, I'm going to try to keep the characters pretty low. All right? I love it. Okay, good. So the book opens, and the narrator is speaking in the first person, and it's Nick Carraway. We will come to find out. And he says... In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. And that shaped this guy's whole life.
2: But then it almost seems like he contradicts himself pretty soon, right?
1: I mean... (sighs) Sort of I guess but the whole book is like him hanging out with rich people and I guess they had some advantages that Nick didn't have but they clearly Mm. are lacking others.
2: Maybe the advantages that he means are like parental
1: love and support yeah hug from your dear old dad every once in a while could be anything
0: did people know about that back in the early 1900s
1: love hugging your kids being a good thing (laughs)
0: yeah parental love and support honestly
1: not enough people but okay so Nick his family is pretty well off and they live in the Midwest and he um, fights in the war which is World War One. and afterwards he says like when I came home I wasn't into the Midwest anymore (laughs) (laughs) I just saw so much great
2: stuff over there (laughs) yeah
1: well he says basically like when I left I thought it was like the you know the hardest of America. And then I came back and I was like, this is the edge of nowhere. I got to get out of here. And he moves to New York and becomes (laughs) a a bondsman. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And so there are two promontories of land that stick out into whatever bay there is near New York. And you have East Long Egg Island and Sound. West Egg. <laughs> sure, the Long Island Sound. So you have East Egg and West Egg. And when I was a kid and I was hearing about this, I was like, oh my gosh, there's some land that's perfectly shaped like an egg. And I looked it up and they do not look a damn thing like an egg. Mm-mm. Like neither one looks like a freaking egg. No. Pull up a map, Theo. But they both look exactly like each other, apparently. They don't even look like each other. <laughs> the book says they do. Yeah, it's lying. That's how you know Nick is an unreliable. (laughs) (laughs)
2: After reading this, Rachel, are you going to be able to remember that my family's from Long Island instead of New Jersey?
1: Honestly, this might mess me up even more. Mm. Because in the book, he goes to New Jersey and I remember making a note to be like, tell Jackie he visits her family home.
2: (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, my family's ancestral home probably would have been in the uh, ash heaps (laughs) or what later would become their home. Yeah, it doesn't look eggy to me. Not at all. Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, he gets a roommate and they rent this. There's like a tiny little shack basically squeezed up. Amid I mean he calls it like a tiny little shack, but it's it's obviously not. But it's squeezed up amidst like these mansions and it's supposed to be it's only eighty bucks a month. Like what a deal. Am I right? But <laughs> the guy who's supposed to be his roommate, something comes up and he can't live with him. So now Nick lives alone in this house and he also has this like Finnish woman who makes his bed and cooks for him. Hmm. So anyway. He also says when he first moved in he has he got a dog, but it ran away after like two days. So He's kind of a weirdo.
0: Why do you think people mention stuff like that in books? I don't
1: know. And uh, he also talks about like a couple days after he showed up, someone asked him, oh, do you know how to get to this other place? And he told him, and then he was like, wow, I love living in New York. I feel like a local. I'm not a stranger anymore. I told someone how to get around. (laughs) I looked it up. $80 around
2: this time was equal to about uh, $1,300 or a little more today. So if your roommate is like, hey, why don't we go have these and we'll each pay about... like." Like $650 and then he's just like never mind you're paying the whole thing
1: yeah I'd be pissed (laughs) yeah I guess I would be pretty pissed
2: yeah but he could have afforded to stay in New York City he just decided he wanted to be in the country
1: maybe the roommate is still paying half I doubt it maybe Nick's lying (laughs) maybe he's being unreliable The Great Gatsby is like famously an example of an unreliable narrator, Theo, which I guess if you didn't study it in school, you didn't have your teacher say it over and over again. But that's why I keep saying that. Oh, okay. Mine definitely never said that because I didn't even know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he's reliable to you. So (laughs) Nick, soon after moving in, he visits the Buchanans and- I'm sorry, but you have to know them. They're the husband, Tom Buchanan, and the wife, Daisy Buchanan. And she is Nick's cousin, who he doesn't know that well. And Tom is a racist who peaked early according to nick
0: nick says he's a racist i
1: mean he relays what tom says about like the nordic race is about to be overtaken by other races of people so we can't let that happen yeah. he was <laughs>
2: chugging a big old glass of milk while he said it
1: i nick doesn't seem to have an opinion on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i kind of enjoy
2: how nick like never has an opinion on anything
1: well you can't judge people advantages <laughs> advantages
2: right I I just love like people around him are always doing crazy things and he's always just like, all right, (laughs) he
1: just moves on. He (laughs) observes everything and he doesn't say what he thinks. And honestly, he might not even think anything. (laughs) For a guy who's narrating a book, he doesn't have a lot of his own opinions.
2: I mean, the actual narration, though, like seems to portray him as an extremely keen observer and a very articulate one, but only in his own head. Aren't we all? I'm really, really fucking smart. But in my head. In your head.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. So while he's there, he also meets Daisy's friend, Jordan Baker, who you also have to remember because she's important. She's a girl. Yeah. Girl Jordan. Girl Jordan. The women seem to be, like, very disaffected. Nick kind of describes it as though Daisy and Jordan don't really care that he and Tom are there at all. They're just like, meh, whatever, let's lay on these couches. And Tom and Daisy have kind of a very weird dynamic. They both seem pretty dismissive of each other. Yeah. While he's chatting with them, Jordan says, like, oh, you live next door to Gatsby, don't you? Have you seen him? And Nick's like, no, not really. What's a Gatsby? I'm from in the Midwest.
0: <laughs> is that guy with the gold hat? <laughs>
1: (laughs) He's bouncing all over the place. (laughs) So they're like eating dinner or snacks or whatever. And Tom gets a phone call. And while he's answering it, Jordan's like, wow, I can't believe he'd answer a phone call from his mistress during dinner. And Nick is like, huh. That's basically his reaction. (laughs) He's like,
2: what? And Jordan's like. Yeah, didn't you know? Everyone knows he's got a girl in New York. Yeah. And then he just comes back to the table like nothing happened.
1: Yep. Wow. And um, Daisy – well, Daisy tells him the little anecdote about – she's like, oh, have you heard the story about what I said when I gave birth? Like, that'll tell you a lot about me. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, like, when I gave birth to my daughter, Tom wasn't even there. And I asked the nurse – I was desperate to know, like, is it a girl or a boy? And the nurse said, it's a girl – And when she said that, I turned away and burst into tears. And I said, all right, then I'm glad it's a girl. I hope that she's a fool, like a beautiful little fool. That's the best thing a girl can be in this world. Which is what Zelda said when she gave birth. Yeah. And she says to elaborate on that, I really don't like anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a very marked change in tone. So like Daisy, when she's around Jordan and Tom, her husband is very, she definitely plays dumb, but then she takes Nick outside and she's like, Nick I hate everything it's
1: terrible to be A woman and I know how bad it is Whoa yeah
2: I'm actually not that dumb And then Tom comes back and she's like IQ drops 30 points
1: oh well Oh well yeah (laughs) Back to my couch yeah So Nick goes back home and he Doesn't say he doesn't think anything like Wow I hated that Or that was awkward or whatever He just goes home (laughs) and he sees That his neighbor Gatsby Is outside and he's like oh Maybe I should talk to him Instead of talking to him, he just like sits in the darkness and looks at him and he sees Gatsby like stretching his arms out across the water silently and he's thinking like what is he reaching for and he sees that there's a green light on the other side and that's the end of chapter 1.
0: Wait, so what did what did Daisy say about Gatsby? Nothing. She didn't. Oh.
1: Jordan said, "Have you met your neighbor Gatsby?" Okay. And Nick says No, I haven't.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then he sees them later. So I don't think we said
2: this. So Gatsby lives in West Egg and Daisy lives in East Egg. Yeah.
1: Nick and Gatsby are West Eggers, which is slightly less fashionable. Right. And Daisy and Tom are East Eggers.
2: And they're, they're separated by the body of water, so they kind of can face each other. So Gatsby's, like, on the edge of his, like, dock where his boat is with his fancy mansion, and he's stretching his arms out across the water we now know towards probably maybe Daisy's house, or there's some kind of green light over there. Who knows? But he's doing that Sauron thing where he's, like, <laughs> up on top of the tower, just like, oh, you know? Like, <laughs> no, there's weird. no indication he's making noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is he stretching his arms out like that? It does say he's trembling cuz he's sad. He's trembling and he's holding his arms out. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I don't do that when I'm sad. I do that when um
1: don't say mad. more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please don't. (laughs) All right. So in chapter two, I don't know if you've, we're going to have to do like a little Instagram post with like a diagram of the eggs and the book cover and everything. But you're familiar with the cover of The Great Gatsby, right, Theo? Disembodied eyes, grunt.
0: Look it up now.
1: It is a really famous cover. It's like a blue background. And then, yeah, there are these two disembodied eyes and kind of the outline of a face and then some lights on the bottom.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate that.
1: Well, so you kind of find out what the eyes are, which is that Ugh. there's a big billboard for a doctor T.J. Eckelberg, who's like an optometrist, but he's since gone out of business. But so there are always these eyes kind of looking down at everything.
0: Oh, cool!
1: Nice. So now you love it.
0: Oh, I don't. I still hate the cover.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> well, they're Daisy's eyes and Daisy's mouth. They're also representing. So yeah.
0: So maybe I hate Daisy.
1: Maybe you do. So now I we're reaching a section that I called drama, which <laughs> is that Nick is out and about and he sees Tom and Tom is with his mistress who is with her husband. And Tom is like, hey, Nick, come meet my mistress. The lady I'm cheating on your cousin with. He doesn't say meet my mistress. I want you to meet my girl. He says like, oh, Nick, I want you to come meet Myrtle. No, he says, I want you to meet my girl. He says basically I'm dating her. Well, they wait till the husband's gone. The husband's not aware. Yeah. Like it's kind of obvious, but it's not obvious enough, I guess, because Myrtle says something to her husband and she's like, oh, can you go do this thing? And the husband walks off and then she immediately like walks up to Tom and is like snuggly with him. Yeah. I just think it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. It's a terrible dynamic. The description we get of her is that she's plump and in her mid 30s, which Ooh. we could achieve before we too still long. Get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time you're in your mid 30s, you should be plump and dating a racist on the side. <laughs> you know those memes that have been going around? No? There are these memes where everyone, at first it was like by the time you're 30, you should have XYZ Oh, and yeah. it was some stupid thing. And so people have been like, you know, by the time you're 32, you should have a group of 12 friends, one of whom betrays you to the Romans or whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. That's good.
1: So anyway, so Tom and Myrtle are going off together and he's like, Nick, come with us. (laughs) Why does he think that Nick isn't going to be like Daisy? Because it's a guy's club, a boy's party, whatever the expression is. Well,
0: then why wouldn't Nick tell Myrtle's husband? That's also a boy's club.
1: Because he's already in the club with Tom. Hey. Hey.
0: I'm the one who knows what boy's clubs are like.
1: Look, I already identify very strongly with the main (laughs) character. So don't say anything bad about him or I'll take it as though you're (laughs) insulting me theo
0: no i'm just saying you're talking about boys clubs i am a boy i have clubs
1: a club i
0: know the most about this yeah
1: you are usually on steven and joshua's sides when we complain about them Uh,
0: (laughs) i just try to show you another perspective
1: a boy's perspective
2: (laughs) the perspective of the wrong party yeah
0: (laughs) well so next tom buys myrtle a puppy
1: yeah yeah What are you doing in the outline? This was
0: surprising for me. (laughs) This is surprising for me to see on the outline.
1: There's a guy just selling random dogs by the side of the road, and Myrtle's like, "Tom, can you buy me a puppy?" And he's like, "What kind of puppy do you want?" And she says, "Like, I want a police dog." And the guy's like, "Here's a police dog, and it's some kind of terrier." And Tom's like, "That ain't no police dog." And the guy's like, "Well, look at its curly fur; it'll never catch a cold."
0: (laughs) What? But. I couldn't understand if it was like food or something but a puppy.
1: Yeah, it's a puppy.
0: She's going to own that Just dog. To,
1: it's the frivolity.
2: Look, I want one. It's cute. Give me a puppy.
1: Also, apparently Tom, like, pays for Myrtle to have an apartment separate from her husband, which is where they're headed in the car.
0: Oh,
2: so the puppy could be there.
1: And bringing Nick with them. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> but so so the puppy is $10, so <laughs> one-eighth of Nick's rent. And when Myrtle buys it, she's like, what, is it a boy or a girl? And the puppy seller's like, it's a girl. And Tom's like, it's a boy. <laughs> <And then they laughs> no, leave. other way around.
2: He says it's a boy, and Tom says it's a bitch.
1: Whoa. He does. Language. Language. Jackie. I'm sorry, I didn't write it. (laughs) Blame F Scott. (laughs) Well, girl puppies, I mean, it's better that she doesn't have to deal with a dog with a penis anyway if she doesn't, you know, know how to do it. What? (laughs) If she doesn't know how to do it? It's terrible.
2: What are
0: you talking about?
1: Dogs have like retractable penises. It's A nightmare. It's not a nightmare. That's why we always get girl dogs. Uh,
0: What are you trying what are you saying though?
1: She doesn't like to see the thing. I'm saying if she is not an experienced dog owner and she has a male dog, he's gonna be like retracting and tracting his (laughs) penis all over the place and like spraying pee everywhere to mark his territory and all this other stuff. Just saying it's easier to deal with a girl dog. (laughs) But the girl dog will like bleed all the time. No, not all the time. Like once every three months or twice a year, you just put a little diaper on. That's how menstruation works. Bleeds all the time. All the time. (laughs) Jackie's currently bleeding right now. Never stopped. (laughs) Um, Just
2: a very brief aside. Uh, The boy that I dated in governor school, which like dated is like very, very, very. Oh, um, we know him. Right, Theo?
0: Yeah, we know him. He was awesome. Yeah. He was in my boys club.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Theo's always on his side. Um, Whatever. But uh, he, one time we had a conversation. Don't try to say he has a retractable penis because I'm not going to believe it. I
2: have no I'm not going to say anything about But oh, you don't that. know. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly,
0: he doesn't have a retractable penis.
2: Allegedly, he doesn't have it. Um, but he had said to me, like, yeah, women can't have hemophilia. And I was like, well, I mean, like, they kind of can. And he was like, no, because they would die. He said, they well, they can't have hemophilia because they would die every month. <laughs> Whoa. And we do <laughs>
0: I don't think that's how it works though
1: Even he isn't perfect, Theo <laughs> Oh
0: man Wait, but Rachel you're, What you're talking about with male dogs it, do, you, do you have like experience owning a non-neutered male dog or something? Is that what you're talking about?
1: My cousin had a non-neutered male dog And we kept telling her like Please cut that dog's balls off Because he was like constantly marking things And it was just a nightmare to deal with him Like with his sexuality Yeah, unfixed <laughs> Terrible <laughs> Yeah gotta fix But him. also like even if you do fix them like they
2: still have a retractable penis don't worry about it don't worry about it
1: it's a nightmare you are are so
2: defensive of every male
1: (laughs) boys clubs include male dogs jackie
0: in my childhood i wasn't like oh god he has a retractable penis i just said like look at that little hot dog thing yeah (laughs) that's what i said
1: every time
0: and i thought it was funny So it's not so bad.
2: That's the beauty of nature, Rachel, okay? It's the birds and the bees.
1: Yeah.
2: And the retractable hot dogs.
1: Okay, this is a gross episode. (laughs) Or worst episode yet, almost. I know, you brought this up.
0: You're the nasty one. You're the nasty Uh, one.
1: Excuse me, Mr. Hot Dog Thing. Mm. You said
0: retractable penis.
1: I don't think I'm the nasty one. I think you made it weird in that case, actually. (laughs) It was in quotes. Yeah. Okay, so um, they go to Myrtle's apartment because she's having a party, and I'm not going to tell you these people's names because it's not that important, but basically Myrtle tries to set Nick up with her sister there's another couple there and it's just very weird so the wife in the other couple tells Myrtle I like your dress and Myrtle says it's just a crazy old thing I just slip it on sometimes when I don't care what I look like (laughs) is this the origin of that phrase like oh this old thing like it's just a crazy old thing (laughs) it's just a
2: a, a Kermit costume that I like to slip (laughs) on sometimes
1: just when I don't care what I look like
2: (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely a lot of examples of uh, terminology in this book that don't necessarily mean what they would mean today. I don't know if crazy mm. would have meant something different, but there's so many times where it's like, yeah, Daisy was sad for a while, but by the autumn, she was gayer than ever. She was super gay. She was Just so unbelievably gay that autumn. Gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, nah, yeah. girls love fall. That's true.
1: Kermit girl autumn. <laughs> so we get our first little bit of Gatsby potential information, which is that Gatsby is Kaiser Wilhelm's nephew or cousin and that's why he's so rich the guests at the party they tell Nick oh you know Myrtle and Tom they both hate their spouses so we have no idea why they won't just get divorced and then get together and one of them is like oh well you know Tom's wife she's super Catholic and Nick thinks like no, she's not. <laughs> and he says that he keeps trying to leave the party like multiple times, but that people keep pulling him into fresh arguments and he can't get away. And so Myrtle, she tells him the story about how she met Tom. And I think she was like riding a train and he was basically like, let's have sex. And she was like, oh, my gosh. So that's kind of the story. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> yeah towards the end of the night tom and myrtle are getting in this really big fight and she's like i'll say daisy's name if i want to i'll say daisy's name if i want to and she says it a bunch and then he like punches her in the face and breaks her nose and then they leave the party nick and tom and the other people that was like one of the only things i
2: remembered from the book (laughs) i didn't (laughs) was like daisy 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 and then he punches her yeah yeah wow which to me
1: i gotta say i'd probably break up with
2: him (laughs) i don't know he did buy her a puppy
0: (laughs) Tom goes downhill fast.
1: Tom has been downhill the whole damn time. He started so great with that sweet, sweet racism. (laughs) Now, I don't know what to think.
0: This is even worse because it's more stuff that's bad.
1: Yeah, because it piles on to the other thing. Yeah. I mean, that's how chapter two ends. What if we uh, suggest that people leave us ratings and reviews?
2: Take a little break.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Oh, I love this part of the episode. Hi,
0: everyone. I hope you love what you're listening to.
2: You're so? What? You're like stuck on a little track. (laughs) Same the same.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I got to say, well, no, I can't get off my track. Uh, Something that's really important for us at this stage in our podcast development (laughs) is five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. So why don't you go find us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and leave a review that's just oozing with compliments.
2: Mm -hmm. We haven't had one, um, a new review in a little while, but they make us so happy. So it's just, you know, a small thing you can do. We haven't been
0: happy in a while.
2: Yeah, we have. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> been so long. We've been pretty down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, I would just recommend, why don't you check out our back catalog? we got a ton of episodes recorded now, and you might not realize how many we have recorded.
2: We put a number in front of every episode, but we usually mess that number up, so you, yeah. you probably don't realize how many. It's
0: usually wrong, yeah. Yeah, I think it's we probably have like 80 now. Anyway.
1: We almost have 100. Really? <laughs>
0: yeah. We recorded some sort of early in our career as podcast, Pastors about Beowulf. I was just thinking about those the other day. I really loved them. I loved. Uh, we. I think we mentioned uh, Grindel on the last episode. Did we? No, we, we mentioned Beowulf. Uh, well,
2: not really. Beowulf has the strength of thirty men. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was actually remembering it a lot because I was thinking it would make a great musical. Beowulf.
1: It really would. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Let's get Lynn Manuel Miranda on the horn.
0: Uh that's so offensive. You have a composer right here. <laughs>
1: we
2: uh we're only two degrees separated from him. We know someone who knows him. Do we? Really? Yeah. Ariana DeBose, but she's uh refused to be on our podcast oh, yeah, so yeah. that out. She, yeah.
1: she didn't refuse. Wait, she
2: refused? No, she didn't refuse. <laughs> she said, I would rather die yeah. than
1: be on fire the cannon.
0: Really? No, no. she didn't. <laughs> but then she was like but if you want me to get you in touch with Lynn manuel
1: Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we are. We are pretty close to him then.
0: We're only three steps away from the founding fathers. Isn't that amazing?
1: <laughs> it really uh-huh. is. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable, actually.
0: But yeah, those Beowulf episodes are great. Y'all should check them out.
1: You can also leave us a rating on spotify which that would be cool that'd be pretty cool so give it a try if you've got spotify and not apple all right back to the episode So chapter three. So Nick has been closely observing Gatsby's house for a while now. And just every weekend, there's this huge party. He's about
2: to tell him he's a secret admirer.
1: (laughs) I've been watching you. It's true. I mean, he has. But I don't know if Nick even knows if it's out of admiration or not.
2: Cut that story out now, Theo, because now I just mentioned it a second time. You won't. I can cut out everything you say, Jackie.
1: (laughs) They'll cut you
2: out of the whole podcast. There's actually a fourth person on this podcast that you never hear because they're in a feud with you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, they just say really offensive things all the time, so we just have to cut it all
2: out. Uh,
1: So he says like, oh, yeah, every Friday they truck in these giant things of oranges and lemons and limes. And then every Sunday, they like the rinds get taken out of the house. And like every Monday, the whole house gets scrubbed top to bottom and all this. He's just like, wow, what a party. He's a juice bootlegger. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sounds so (laughs) goosebumpsy.
1: What happens to the oranges? Well, it's not spooky.
2: (laughs) It's weird. All these oranges and lemons come in, and then all this gin goes in, and then all these drunk people come, and I don't know what's happening in there. (laughs) Yeah. Gatsby's a plant dad. Gin and fruit cocktails were apparently a very big deal, and uh, there was something I read specifically that said that F. Scott and his wife Zelda drank them all the time. All the time. So I think that's why
1: he put this in here. Gin and fruit juice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that sounds pretty good.
0: Right where you know.
1: So Nick, <laughs> you had terrible relationships and alcoholism. So <laughs> Nick is invited to a party finally. And he goes and he says, like, when I got there, I was one of the only people who was actually invited because most people just show up at Gatsby's house. So Nick shows up at the party and he sees Jordan Baker walk in and he's like, well, I've got to have someone to stick with through the whole party. So he might as well be this hot girl Jordan really (laughs) loudly. And she's like, oh, hey, man. And they stay together for the whole party after that. Oh, awesome. Jordan is like a tennis star or no. So she's a golf star. Golf. Yeah. And she's she's very good at golfing. And Nick constantly talks about how she's so golden golden tan. yeah i yeah. was gonna say
2: so another reference to an old episode um our Christery chat with john allison we talked about um Hercule poirot's christmas by that lady who wrote the mystery agatha christie agatha christie
1: Christery. get it
2: <laughs> Christery. yeah there's a character in that in that book that's constantly referred to as creamy and i thought the same thing because every time jordan shows up it's like This golden-armed girl, this, like, tan-yellow-golden girl or
1: something. (laughs) So let me just do a quick little plug for a future episode. We are doing, after we're done with our Gatsby Mm miniseries, the author Nivo is coming on, and she wrote a really interesting... Take on the Great Gatsby from the perspective of Jordan Baker. And in her book, Jordan is a Vietnamese adoptee, and also there's magic, and <gasps> most people are bisexual explicitly instead of implicitly. I like in say, this book. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same thing. <laughs> Yeah, so when they're at the party, Jordan is, like, very popular with women. Girls keep coming up and being like, oh, my gosh, I saw you playing golf. Sorry you lost. <laughs> yeah, sorry you lost golf. She
0: lost? She lost. Yeah,
1: she got second place or something. Oh. So we hear some more Gatsby stories. Mm. And someone says, like, oh, I heard Gatsby killed a man. And someone else said, I heard he was a German spy <laughs> during the war. And someone's like, no, he was in the American army during the war. Mm-hmm. And so people just really don't know what his deal is. They're all at his house, and they're all saying <laughs>
2: (laughs) Well, they didn't get invited. I know. But if they're there, I wouldn't be at some guy's house being like, I heard the host killed a guy, you know, like I might wait till I'm outside or (laughs) just one
1: guy, just one guy,
2: which whomst among us hasn't murdered one guy,
1: one guy, seriously. So they Jordan and Nick find their way into Gatsby's library. And there's a super drunk guest in there who's like, what? Love this guy. These books are real. I thought they were just cardboard. And he like takes a book out and he's like, yep, this one's real, too. And then he's like, oh, my God. I have to put it back because it'll ruin the look of the library. (laughs) So this drunk weirdo and and also he says like, oh yeah, I wasn't invited or whatever. So um, anyway, (laughs) we hear some other things about the party. Like there's some random entertainment. One is that there are two women who do a costumed baby act, which I do not know what that
2: is. I think I, I think I uh, blasted that out of my brain both (laughs) times that I read it. (laughs) A
1: costumed baby act. Oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, Theo's Googling. I'm just assuming that must mean something totally different. What is it now? I have no idea. I just hope that it's different than what I think it is.
1: <laughs> you hope it's different. You don't know what it is now or then. <laughs> no, I know what it is
2: now. I hope it wasn't that. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is.
0: What is it now?
2: A baby act? It's a baby act. I assume it would just be them dressing up as babies, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but, what, but the way he says it, it's like it's very common. He
0: <laughs> can't say you know what it is now and then give that answer. I
2: mean an adult baby is like a community right like is that I don't
1: think it's a sexual fetish thing it's gotta be a performance that's what I'm saying like it better not be what I think it is now what? it better be something else okay
0: I cannot find the answer to this question
1: what is a baby act yeah
0: I keep finding like laws passed about how you should take care of babies
1: <laughs> okay, let's we'll move on because this can't go anywhere good. No. So finally, a guy walks into the library and says to Nick like, oh, my gosh, don't I recognize you from the war? And Nick's like, maybe. And then they start talking and Nick says like, yeah, I'm at Gatsby's party, but I haven't even seen him. And the guy's like, oh, I'm Gatsby, actually. <laughs> good thing he didn't say like, do you really think Gatsby killed a guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard some people said you were the nephew. Yeah.
0: Hasn't even seen Gatsby, though, for the past few weeks
1: but from afar
0: you're so much bigger in person
1: i thought you were like two inches tall or something
2: yeah right i thought you were like a figurine (laughs) you looked really tiny when i saw you far away but you're much bigger
1: yeah yeah so he says yeah i'm gatsby so they meet it's me sorry i i'm i guess i'm a bad host ha 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 and he ends up uh like he says to jordan hey can i talk to you and she's like me wow sure so they walk off and they talk and so one other little bit of information i get or that we get about Gatsby is that potentially he's an Oxford man. Mm. When Jordan comes back, they like hang out together again and she tells him, oh, I like large parties. They're so intimate. At small parties, there isn't any privacy. Mm, that's true. They hang out so late into the night that by this point, he says basically all the women at the party are arguing with their husband.
2: <laughs> They're like, we always go home first. And then uh, the other couple comes in and the woman's like, yeah, we also always go home first first (laughs) you're mad about it
1: no i guess it's because the husbands are all cheating on them or whatever but anyway there's this car accident and this drunk guy he crashes his car and a wheel flies off and the guy's like oh man i need to put gas in the car and everyone tries to say like you can't there's you don't have enough wheels. He
2: says, oh, the reason the car stopped is because I ran out of gas. And they're like, no, that's not why. And he's like, well, I mean, we can just, you know, kind <laughs> let's of. Let's just try it. Push it along, right? Yeah, let's just try it. And they're like, "Um, you need to understand that one of the wheels is physically removed from the car and it's not going to
1: work. Yeah. But they can't make him see it. See,
0: that's a car trouble I can actually understand.
1: <laughs> no wheel. Like if a wheel, is gone. wheel is gone. One of the wheels gone, yeah. <laughs> Practically a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, at this point, the party's over. We um, a, few, a little bit of time passes and Nick gives us an update on his life he says he had a short affair with a girl from jersey city and this is where i was like oh jackie's ancestral home (laughs) jackie so anyway and he says like "Eh, her brother didn't like me whatever and he's like he said he hangs out with some of the other young bondsmen from work and the clerks and stuff like a little bit and they have dinners sometimes together sometimes alone he goes to the library a lot he goes on long walks and he says like basically he's into new york he likes it now so nick says that he he kind of starts seeing jordan baker and he tells us that uh she seems very casual but she also she lies a lot like one time She left the top down on her convertible, and it started raining, but she, like, wouldn't admit that she had left the top down, even though it was obviously her. I think it was someone else's car. (laughs) She, like, messed up their car. Oh, someone else's car. (laughs) It was obvious, and she lied anyway, and there was really no need. And he said that from watching her, he saw that she avoids clever, shrewd men and just kind of lies casually. And his quote is, "'Dishonesty in a woman is a thing you never blame deeply.'" I was casually sorry, and then I forgot. So there you go. (laughs) She's still
2: really golden, though. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's so freaking gold. (laughs) And she's also a really, really bad driver. And he says one time she was so close. She drove so close to a guy that, like, they clipped his button and it was, like, swaying. And he said, oh, my gosh, you're a really bad driver. And she said basically, like, yeah, but that's fine because everyone else is good. It takes two people to make an accident. He's like, what? And she says, yeah, if I'm bad, but everyone else is responsible... Bye. <laughs> It'll be fine. And he says, Well, not everyone is yeah. responsible. One day you're going to run into someone who's just as bad of a driver as you. And she said, I hope I never do. Yeah. She's like, Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells him that the reason she likes him is because, like, she's so irresponsible and casual, but he's very responsible, I guess. Oh. And he's into that compliment. He's into that. And this was the only time that really he ever, like,
2: showed any emotion. Like, in all the previous times where he should have been, like, Hey, this is fun. Up. I don't like this. I don't want to be a part of this. This time he's like, you're a bad driver. But he didn't say anything to Tom when it was like... I'm going to drag you into the city when you already had plans to do something else, and I'm going to make you meet this girl and, like, watch me buy her a puppy. And
1: punch her in the face. <laughs> and punch <laughs> her in the face. I forgot that.
2: <laughs> yeah, he says nothing then, but Jordan, like, swerves a little bit, and he's like, whoa,
1: yeah. <laughs> Too far. Yeah. He says that he considers seriously getting with Jordan, but that he has an entanglement with the girl back home. But that didn't stop him from dating the Jersey City girl.
2: Well, I think, like, this girl, like— He came home from the war and then there were rumors that they were going to get married, but he was like, I was never going to marry her. So he just fled east. Uh. But
1: he says that he continuously writes letters to her and he says that he signs them, love Nick. And he's like, I don't know how to get out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I keep doing this.
2: (laughs) That's also very relevant to Fitzgerald. (laughs) He also
1: says something pretty interesting. He says like everybody has, okay, everyone suspects himself of at least one of the cardinal virtues and this is mine i am one of the few honest people that i have ever known and that's why he can't date jordan i guess huh Mm, doesn't seem to really stop him for long do you suspect yourself of one of the cardinal virtues it's not honesty me yeah
0: what is that supposed to imply
1: what <laughs> that i'm saying that can't be what you think is your best quality i don't know you love what? lying
0: <laughs> what are the what are the cardinal virtues is, is that an actual list
1: let me find it. yeah we're like uh, i don't think we even know what they are uh, can't think of any good qualities <laughs>
0: what about like carnal virtues the
1: cardinal virtues are four virtues of mind and character in both classical philosophy and christian theology they are prudence okay, I got justice this fortitude, and temperance. So none of them are honesty. But I think there can be seven.
0: I think I have temperance.
1: If you pull it out to seven, you have humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence.
2: Shouldn't there be seven, yeah, virtues and seven deadly sins, right? Like, match them up?
1: Apparently not, but I suppose those are the seven.
2: Hmm. I think I have temperance.
1: Because you don't drink very much. He's
2: got a very naive body, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I'm pretty sure I would be, yeah, I don't think I'd be any of those. These These also sound like <laughs> divergent, like, houses or whatever.
1: Well, every man suspects himself Of possessing one, not every woman. Oh, you're right. It's a boys' club thing.
2: You wouldn't get it. Women don't have any virtues.
1: (laughs) Women, we just lie all the time. (laughs) Male dogs and men, so honest.
0: Before we move on to chapter four, do you want to do another installment of our segment, Thea's web adventures? Sure. Or Thea's online adventures? Are you currently having
2: an online adventure?
0: (laughs) So I was looking up what is a baby act? And I found something on answers.com where someone asked, what is a baby act? And so far, the only answer is, for reference, Fitzgerald uses this term in The Great Gatsby, I need this answer too. (laughs) So I think this is a golden opportunity for us to answer this question.
1: Tell them to listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea, Rachel, to tell them to listen to the podcast. I'm going to say this question is outlined.
2: Outlined? You mean the answer? Well,
0: we don't want to say answered because we didn't answer it. In the Fire the Cannon episode. The
2: question is discussed.
0: Yeah. I'll just write forthcoming and then, all right. Thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) All right. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Snow, we have provided an answer. Uh, I'm going to have to log in with our account.
1: Can we move on while you do that or no? (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, you can do that. Okay. (laughs) That's good.
1: All right. So chapter four, we get some more Gatsby stuff. We find out some people said Gatsby's a bootlegger. Some other people said he's the nephew to Von Hindenburg. Someone else said he's the second cousin of the devil.
0: Okay. That one's a lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one's the only one that's true, actually. (laughs) That's Maury. Lie detector determined that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) So one time Nick makes a list of everyone who's at a Gatsby party and it's just a super long list. And he says, we don't know how much time has passed since then, but he's like, I still have the list to this day and it's kind of faded. But here's all these people. It's a ton of names. And he's like, here's what happened with this person. And it's
2: a lot. It reminded me of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring where it's like, and here's all the different kind of Hobbit people. Yeah.
0: Here's what they eat, and here's how they dance. Isn't so that what it was all about?
2: Here's a what?
0: What? Not the whole thing is like, here. this one eats this kind of thing, and this one dances this way.
2: Like I don't think Bilbo says any of that. He's like, my dear, Buffins and Backends, and Underhills, and this and that. And he doesn't say, like, this one eats this, and this one does a little jing. <laughs>
0: I meant like the beginning of the this the series in the books. I just remember reading that whole thing about the hobbits and
2: I was like, doesn't this story have a plot?
1: <laughs> the beginning of the book The Hobbit? Yeah, where it
2: says like a hobbit. Where it's lives like in hobbits nasty- live in a hole yeah. and they
1: not a nasty yeah. hole. It specifically <coughs> says it's not a nasty hole. I know. That's what I meant. <laughs> not a
0: nasty They dance this way to eat this stuff.
1: I don't know, Theo. I don't know. Right. And nothing ever happens to them. <laughs> and you were like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> they live in a non-narrative world.
1: <laughs> and then they farted.
0: <laughs> with, with dancing and food and farting. Yeah, that's great, Jack.
1: Yeah, a really
2: good callback. <laughs> I just, I, I figure every time I say it, it's just like, yep, instant Theo laughs. There you go.
0: <laughs> so the official answer. We've given on answers.com is just check out the fire, the cannon podcast episode on the great Gatsby. It covers this in detail.
1: <laughs> it covers us answering the question, like typing out the answer. It
0: covers us asking the question. It does. So if we get a big boost on this episode, we'll know why we should advertise on answers.com more often.
2: Oh, we should answer a lot of questions. That would be good. We can make that another year brush with fame episode. We honestly could. That would be good <laughs> pretty
1: funny. Okay, so Nick and Gatsby, they just by chance end up driving to the city for lunch together. Yum. I mean, they're not going to have lunch together, but they drive together. This was weird because I do remember like when Gatsby picks, he like comes
2: up to Nick and he's like, hello, we're going to lunch together and I thought we should drive. And it was like, did Nick know
1: that he's going to lunch with you? No, because he had plans to have lunch with Jordan. Yeah, so why did he say that? Well, actually, that will be answered in a little bit, so don't worry. Yeah. So on the drive, Gatsby starts acting kind of weird, and then he tells Nick, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm from a wealthy Midwestern family, and Nick's like, what city? And he says, San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> and Nick doesn't say anything, <laughs> which leads me to
2: believe, like, was, um, was America, like, did it go further in the 20s?
0: Sea <laughs> levels were lower back then, so, you know, global warming.
2: Well, no, Nick just is like, well, that's a lie. But surely Gatsby knows geography a little bit, right? No, like no he way. knows San Francisco. You
1: think a, a New York man knows where San Francisco is? No. He thinks it's the Midwest. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this was before Google Maps.
1: Right. So he had a really good excuse. So he also suspiciously says that he was educated at Oxford. And Nick is like, he said it as though it was a lie. (laughs) He said it as though he said it a lot of times and he's
2: practiced it and he knows it's a lie, but he said it so many times that that's how it came out. Yeah. (laughs) He he also said, yeah, and I served in the war and I was like decorated with lots of awards for my valor. And I was even um, honored by the small, tiny country of... um, is it Moldova?
1: No. Well, let me let me explain real quick. So, yeah, <laughs> he he says my family is all dead. And Nick is like, OK, that's probably true. <laughs>
2: the devil Kaiser von Wilhelm.
1: <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> and then he's like after the war, he says, I I traveled around the big cities of Europe collecting jewels and I also big game hunted and I was awarded a medal from every country in the war even the little country of Montenegro Montenegro
2: that's what it and was and Nick
1: is like okay that's a lie and then Gatsby pulls out a medal from Montenegro and it's like Gosh. to Gatsby
2: he says i always carry this with me and then he pulls out a picture he's like here's another thing i always carry with me and it's a picture of like him and a bunch of other guys at Playing oxford cricket. and you can see yeah. like the yeah the spires of the of the school in the background and Nick's like oh okay well if he was at oxford in this picture then I guess everything else is true. Nick, what the fuck? Yeah, Yeah, I guess he's a jewel collector. I can go take a picture in front of some spires at Oxford. That doesn't mean I went
1: there or- Make a fake medal, yeah. Yeah. I
0: would recognize Montenegro medal anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nick, when he sees it, he's like, it does look real. (laughs) You don't know what they look like, boy.
2: (laughs) Well, he was in the army nick but
1: it's suspicious that gatsby is like here are two the only two specific details i gave oh i just happen to always carry proof of them i just happen to have them with me yeah but also (laughs) it's
2: like okay maybe he picked montenegro because it's like well that would be too weird to make up like nobody even remembers montenegro exists like
1: especially not you yeah
2: well for all gatsby knows like nick could have been stationed there in the war yeah. But he hasn't.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. I liked it when you said that Gatsby said he went to Oxford. He said that suspiciously because <laughs> what you meant was that it seemed suspicious that he said that. But it could also mean that he, he was like, if I didn't know better, I'd think I went to Oxford.
2: <laughs> like he suspects it himself. He suspects <laughs> that he went to Oxford. Yeah. I have no memory of this time in my life, but I have this picture of myself at Oxford. So <laughs> yeah. I must have gone there. I'm putting the clues together. <laughs> i pretty sure i sure I mostly collected rubies all over the world. All right. <laughs>
1: so, okay, so then Gatsby's like, yeah, a really sad thing happened to me. And Nick's like, hmm, that's weird. And then he says, yeah, when you have lunch with Miss Baker later, she's going to tell you about it. And then Nick's like, I was annoyed by that.
2: What? <laughs> Just to be clear, Gatsby literally says, I did all this stuff and then I... I was running from something that happened to me that was very sad. Yeah. Those are his words. And I thought, okay, well, maybe F. Scott Fitzgerald, like, meant to put more detail in there, and he just, like, put it in brackets or something and meant to come back to it. And it's like, oh, what happened? Uh, something very sad. I'll come back to that. And then it just, he never, he never went back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, But Nick, Nick is like, I want to have lunch with Jordan. I don't want to hear some bullshit about a sad thing that happened to this guy.
2: (laughs) So he's thinking to himself, like, I'm in your car right now. You're telling me all this. Why don't you just tell me yourself? Like, why do I have to go through Jordan? And Gatsby's like, oh, there's nothing weird going on. Jordan (laughs) plays sports. So she would never do anything wrong. And it's like, (laughs) that didn't address any
1: of my questions. Like had at this point had Nick said, I think he had said that Jordan in her past, there was a kind of a scandal where they thought she cheated at golf, but then the caddy who said it ended up recanting it, and it eventually died down. So it's like, she would do something underhanded. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was earlier when he was like, yeah, she
2: tells these lies, and when he had first met her at the party, he was like, or at a uh, Daisy and Tom's house he was like she looks so familiar I can't figure out why I've definitely like seen her before and then later like much later he realizes oh yeah I read about her cheating in a in a scandal in the newspaper it's a cheating
1: scandal yeah
2: yeah like a local
1: paper hmm. which
2: you know those used to exist Gen Z Ooh. but then yeah so Gatsby's like oh no 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 she, she plays sports she never does anything wrong and it's like <laughs> there's nothing else to that there's nothing to
1: explain like that's what the book says so yep. make it that way you will so <laughs> So so while they're on their way... Oh, did you have something to say to you?
0: Um, Just that I feel like almost nothing you've explained so far sounds like real human behavior.
1: (laughs) Aliens. They're all (laughs) replaced by restaurant-running aliens. Are you going to... Talk about the
2: part where, so before he goes to meet Jordan, him and Gatsby meet up with this other guy. Okay, this is so weird. Not even
1: there yet. Before that, Gatsby gets pulled over for speeding, and he flashes a white card, and the cop is like, oh, sorry, Mr. Gatsby, I'll recognize you next time. Go on your way. And Nick is like, did you just show him the picture of Oxford?
2: (laughs) But he didn't. He showed him something else, right? We don't know. It was a white card. It said, get out of jail
1: free card. (laughs) You may not arrest me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Am I being detained? I am a sovereign citizen.
1: (laughs) Or maybe
0: it's just like a piece of paper with like, don't embarrass me in front of Nick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) What he says it is, is a Christmas card from the commissioner, but I don't know if that's actually true. Oh, yeah. He
2: says, yeah, we were friends back in the day, so... Uh, whatever. is
1: I. I did him a favor once.
0: Uh, this guy's just got a whole collection of little scraps, trinkets, and,
1: yeah. <laughs> like items to aid him on his quest. They're basically like little magical items. Yeah, it feels like an <laughs> RPG. <laughs> you just acquired a Christmas card from the commissioner. <laughs> you are now immune from paying for tickets. <laughs> whatever
2: Cop has wares if you have coin.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think. What if
2: he really did just show him the picture of the guy at Oxford, of himself at Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play cricket,, <laughs> yeah. or if the cop looked at the picture and was like, "'Oh, this is that guy who won all those medals, like yeah, go go right ahead, <laughs> my Montenegrin family is highly indebted to you, <laughs> yeah."
0: <laughs> Do you guys like the idea that it's Nickelback And it's like look at this <laughs> Look
1: at this photograph This is <laughs> a
0: picture from Oxford That
1: song is from the perspective of Jay Gatsby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh okay So that song is the Great Gatsby fan fit. That's yeah. our headcanon now
0: It always makes me laugh The <laughs> Diamond <dive at> Oxford
1: <laughs> <sighs> That's pretty good <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have to make a meme of it because there's that image of him holding it. And he says, look at this photograph. And I'm going to have to edit it so that there's like a picture of guys playing cricket. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no uh, one's going to get it, though.
1: When they listen to the episode. All right, we got to we gotta finish this. We're almost done. Okay, so on their okay. way in, Nick is just loving New York City. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's so pretty. And, like, look at these buildings and look at all these people in their cars. And he says some weird stuff about black people. Like, definitely racist. <gasps> this was so super weird. It is racist, in my opinion. Yeah, which is
2: funny because, like, in the beginning of the book, like, when Tom is going on and on about, like, how the white race is going to die out or something. Yeah. Like, Nick, Nick and Daisy are both just like, ha, ha, ha. anyway, you know, like, they clearly aren't into it. They just move on. But at this point, Nick looks out the window and he sees um, a white chauffeur driving a cab with some black men in the back. In a and line. he almost bursts out laughing because it's so ridiculous. And he thinks, wow, anything can happen <laughs> in this city. <laughs>
1: And also, Gosh. like, the words he uses to describe them are just, like, racially coded. And then he also talks about, like, their eyes. He he says they have, like, yellow yolk eyes or whatever. And it's like, have you actually seen a black person before? What? Like, stop, dude. Yeah. That's enough. What's that
0: mean? Yellow yolk eyes? I mean,
1: he's just, he's like, the yolks of their eyes, like, turn towards me and whatever. And it's like, get over it. They're just people going for a yes. ride. <laughs> So, Gatsby and Nick go into the city, and here's another weird racial thing. Gatsby introduces him to a guy named Meyer Wolfsheim. Oh, God. Who's a shady Jewish guy who's involved with money. Of course, because he's Jewish. He has a very expressive nose. And multiple <laughs>
2: times, he says, he turned his nose towards me. His nose started to look concerned. What about the rest of him? <laughs> Weirder than Cyrano de Bergerac. Like, this man's nose apparently had, like, a mind of its own. It had emotions. It was moving all around doing things noses usually don't do but it's like wow mm.
1: it's very strange
0: like a prehensile nose
1: also <laughs> Meyer Wolfsheim at one point he's like oh I'm so old I'm gonna leave so you young guys can have fun and then you find out he's 50 mm-hmm. I'm like what I thought he was like 75 <laughs> the way that they are talking about him mm.
2: well, yeah he says well I'm 50 years old so I'm gonna head out now like that's a normal I should just say whenever I wanna leave I'm like well I'm uh, almost 31 so I'm gonna go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so
1: once Wolfsheim leaves Gatsby's like that's the guy that fixed the 1919 World Series and Nick is like what fixed? that's crazy <laughs> yeah. wow that's so many people <laughs> and Nick starts to think like huh Gatsby might be connected to organized crime and then he asks
2: what does that guy do, Gatsby? Like, is he uh
1: He's like, is he a tailor? Is he a dentist?
2: Yeah, and he's like, is he a tailor? The guy's like, no, he's not. Gatsby goes, a dentist? And he's like, no, he's not a dentist. He's a gambler. Yeah. So it's like, now it does kind of seem...
1: It's not really gambling if you fix the World Series. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs>
0: That's a really good bet.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he he also has a... Uh, what is it? Is it a
2: lapel pin or is it cufflinks made of human molars? What?
1: They're cuff buttons.
2: Yeah, so Nick is there with a guy. Gatsby, like, gets up to take a phone call and leaves him at the table with this, like, weird nose man. And the nose man says, Jackie, uh, he's Jewish. Okay, I know, but that's why (laughs) Fitzgerald wrote it that way. Like, whatever. What's his name? Meyer Wolfsheim. Uh That's almost, like, equally as racist as that name. (laughs) So anyway, he leaves him at the table with Meyer Wolfsheim. And Wolfsheim (laughs) says, I noticed you uh, admiring my cuff buttons. And Nick says, I wasn't. But now I am. So I looked at them and he says, yeah, they're um, made out of human molars. And Nick says, well, (laughs) that's a very
1: interesting idea.
0: (laughs) And then Meyer bites him with them.
1: Oh, so, okay. One other thing I did want to say. But so Meyer, at one point, he's like, oh, so you're the guy that is interested in getting involved in. And Gatsby's like, no, 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 this is not the guy. This is not the guy. And he's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) This is
0: getting suspicious.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I'm 50, so So I'm I'm going to be going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. So after Meyer leaves, Nick is like, I think Gatsby might be connected to organized crime. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bill comes and Nick is like, I'll pay for that for some reason. Like, no, make Gatsby pay for it. He took you there and did weird stuff like you can make him pay for it. (laughs) But also then Nick is like, oh, there's my friend Tom. Hey, Tom, come over and meet Gatsby. So he introduces them, but Gatsby (laughs) looks kind of embarrassed. And then when Nick turns back to him, he has disappeared.
0: (laughs) Never to return?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the end of The Great Gatsby. (laughs) What do you think think of the book, guys? (laughs) No Gatsby. No, he'll be back, but not in this chapter. Okay, so now he's, we're in the last scene, basically. Nick is, he meets with Jordan to have lunch. And Jordan's like, look, I'm going to tell you something. Even though he just had lunch with these other two guys. (laughs) He can eat a lot of lunch. He's like, all right, let's chat. And she says, Nick, let me tell you how I met Daisy. We were both in Louisville and I was 16 and she was 18. And there were all these officers stationed there and they were all in love with her.
2: As a semi-local, I have to tell you, it is pronounced Louisville. 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 Louisville.
1: They were in Louisville, which is in Kentucky. If you're not familiar, Jordan at one point sees Daisy in a car with an officer and Daisy's like, oh, uh, I'm not going to go to this club thing today. So or like, I don't know what they were doing, rolling bandages or something. She's like, tell them I'm not coming today. And Jordan's like, "Okay." And she says, I didn't realize it later until. No, that guy in the car was Gatsby. And when I saw him, you know, at the parties, I didn't recognize that it was him until recently. The same guy from the car with Daisy. Back when we were teens Mm. and she says that, you know, after that incident, she later heard this scandal of Daisy basically like running away from home to see off a soldier who was going to war. And that after that, Daisy didn't she didn't go around with the officers anymore. She like dated a couple guys who were just basically boring schmucks and that she didn't really like. And so years go by and Tom proposes to Daisy and is like giving her all these jewels and pearls and everything. And Jordan comes by the night before the wedding and she says, Daisy is like, Wasted. She is smashed and she doesn't drink alcohol at all otherwise. This is her very first time drinking.
2: To quote Jordan, she said, Daisy was drunk as a monkey.
1: Drunk as a monkey.
2: Which <laughs> should be pretty sober most of the time. I don't know what kind of monkeys are hanging out in Egg Pound.
1: In Louisville.
2: In Louisville. So
1: Daisy is, she's wasted and she's just crying and crying and she has a letter in her hand. And she's telling Jordan, like, uh, tell Tom she's, like, taking her necklace off and, and giving it to her and saying, like, give him back these pearls and tell him I changed my mind. I can't marry him. Like, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. And Daisy's mom comes up and they, like, basically force her into this bathtub and she has to take, like, a cold bath. And Jordan says she won't let go to, go of the letter and she's got it, like, crumpled in a soggy ball in her hand. And she finally lets go when Jordan is telling her, like, the letter is breaking apart. So then she'll put it to the side. But then. Um, The next day, though, she marries Tom anyway, and they go off on their honeymoon. And when she comes back, Jordan says she seems like she's really into Tom. Unfortunately, (laughs) very soon after they, they return from the honeymoon, Tom is involved in a car accident with a woman who breaks her arm. And that woman is one of their chambermaids. And there's this big scandal and it's put in the newspapers.
2: Like, why did she have her arm in that car? Yeah. She should have <laughs> left it at home. <laughs> that was a sentence that I, I didn't know how I was going to end it at the time I started it. So oh, gosh. amazed it made any sense at all. From
1: why to home. <laughs> so soon after the scandal, their baby is born, and Daisy and Tom move to Chicago, where Daisy, even though they hung out with, like, a fast crowd, she her reputation is intact because she um, – Jordan speculates it's because Daisy doesn't drink. So even though they hung out with people who were constantly drinking, Daisy would stay sober. Jordan says that when she mentioned Gatsby to Nick the first time they met, Daisy acted weird after that. And Nick is like, Whoa, what a crazy coincidence. And Jordan's like, You idiot. He bought that house on purpose. <laughs> to be close to Daisy, but he never speaks to her. I know. And she doesn't
2: come to his parties. Yeah. And he never visits her. So now we know why he got all weird and disappeared when Nick tried to introduce him to Tom. I see.
1: And Jordan says, like, I think he's been through Throwing these really big parties and like letting anyone come because he hopes that she'll just wander over sometime, but oh. she hasn't done it yet.
0: In her stupor, drunk as a monkey.
1: Yeah, I guess so, her sober stupor. So she said he's just been looking for someone who might have a connection to Daisy, and he finally realized that Jordan did. And he said that when he suggested, when he said it to Jordan, Jordan's like, well, why don't I invite you guys up for tea in the city? And he's like, no, I wanted her to see my cool house. <laughs> so then he finds out, oh, good, Daisy's cousin, Nick, just moved into this hideous little
2: shack next to me.
1: <laughs> so Gatsby's plan is that he wants Nick to invite Daisy over for tea and then let Gatsby wander by. Hmm. Nick is like, why is he doing this? And Jordan said that he's afraid, like he's too scared. to to ask her if she'll talk to him so after that conversation nick thinks the quote to himself that you read at the beginning of the episode theo Mm -hmm. he's like walking with jordan and he puts his arm around her and says hey do you want to go to dinner and then he thinks like i'm not that into her and she also isn't that into him so he's like this is great and then they kiss it says he puts her arm around her she she smiles she seems
2: like she's fine with it so he hugs her tighter she seems fine with that so he's like Mm -hmm. hugs her up to his face
0: or they hadn't kissed up to that point.
1: No. He says her her wan scornful mouth smiled. And so then he's like, nice, time to kiss. <laughs> so scornful. I love it. <laughs> and that's the end. That's the end of chapter 4. We're about halfway through the book now. Jackie, what's your opinion so far on your reread? Cuz you've you've read this before, right? Yeah. Um I can't
2: emphasize enough how
1: little little
2: I understood about this book in high school. I really i am starting to think I really just didn't have good education. (laughs) I don't know. So much of our English education was just like... I don't know, like the teacher would print out a bunch of questions about the plot from somewhere online and we just had to like answer the questions. But they were never like anything like about the meaning of the book. It was just like, what is Daisy's husband's name? Mm. I didn't really understand it.
0: Oh, that's why in the first episode when I told you that themes were only supposed to be one word, you had never heard that
2: before. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> She's like, you mean Tom? Could the theme be Tom Buchanan? The theme is Tom. (laughs) Tom. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: I think I am definitely really enjoying the writing itself, which, I mean, I, I am listening to this on audiobook, but I'm really gaining an appreciation for his construction of language and Again, it's weird that Nick, the character, basically never does anything to this point of consequence or, like, says anything.
1: He's completely passive.
2: But... The way he describes everything is really good. So really, it's good job Fitzgerald. Like he does a great job describing people. But
1: also the other characters, they say pretty interesting things. Which to me, it makes a lot of sense now that I know that he like you know lifted some of this dialogue from his wife. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah,
0: to me, this is like reminding me a little bit of Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. I mean, I guess because it's set in New York, but also because it, the the protagonist he seems like also he doesn't, doesn't
2: know where the fucking ducks are.
0: <laughs> he just seems. Like like he's just being like tossed around talking to the different people not really having much agency like kind of misunderstanding everything probably right
2: yeah
1: yeah but at least holden like wants things you know he doesn't really get them but nick is really dumb there are so many times where he says like you mean this and everyone's like no
0: (laughs) (laughs) but so if i were an unreliable narrator i would take that part out
1: yeah yeah yeah. i mean it might be that he's unreliable because he's so stupid I was thinking today. <laughs>
2: like, parentheses, doing everything wrong, quote, like this?
0: Yeah, It's <laughs> not unreliable, it's incompetent. Yeah. In there, right?
1: <laughs> I was thinking today, like, I was like, I gotta ask them if they think that holden caulfield and nick carraway would get along and i was like they would just never interact because they never do anything because of their own choice basically
2: no nick carraway is holden's dad and that's why holden ends up the way he does
1: oh no (laughs) now
2: there's a potential book
0: It does seem like you could just switch the characters out in their respective books and the same things would happen.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) almost, yeah. But like Holden has a reason, which is, you know, a bunch of trauma. And with Nick, we're like, maybe it's because you were in the war, but who knows? (laughs) I don't know, man.
0: Does he have a job or anything? Like, why is he there? He's
1: a bondsman. Oh,
0: right. He's a bondsman. (laughs) It seems he has like a lot of free time to do aimless things.
2: Whatever. (laughs) So that's funny because Nick actually, as the narrator at one point, says like, now I I realize that I've been writing a lot about all these, like, parties and things that I go to, but don't be fooled into thinking that I didn't do other stuff as well. It's just, these are the things I remember the most. So he basically has a part uh, where he's, he's like, like...
1: yeah, I was working, but it was really boring. <laughs> I am a
2: well-rounded character. I'm just not mentioning that stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get to enjoy the roundness. Yeah, yeah, yeah but
2: just trust me, it's there. Like, mm-hmm. I do work. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, I do think that... um nevo's decision to make her main character from the perspective of jordan baker is interesting because i think jordan is probably the most interesting character in the book
1: she's basically i mean your options are like like an obvious one would be daisy right or gatsby himself she's the only person apart from nick who has the required proximity to the main action you know what I mean? But she's also really interesting. Right. Daisy and Gatsby are too mm-hmm. close. Nick and Jordan are the right distance, but Nick has nothing going on. Jordan has things going on. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Mm. What about the guy who sold the puppies? Oh, man, that would be a crazy spin-off. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, one part where it's,
2: like, he sells Myrtle and Tom a puppy, and then he's just like, I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> he sees some
1: freak in the backseat with, like, a totally blank expression. Yeah.
0: The whole book is about his difficulty identifying dogs, breeds and genders and it's like that's what he has to overcome
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's his tragic flaw (laughs) Mm -hmm. that'd be a really funny character
0: and that would be kind of interesting right to have a whole book about this guy who breeds and sells dogs and then just one point maybe like Three-fourths of the way through the book, he meets Tom and Myrtle, and it's like, oh, wait, this is a Great Gatsby spinoff? I didn't realize that.
1: <laughs> and he realizes it. He's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. I' probably wondering how I
2: ended up in this situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he realized, he's like, oh, yeah, those do seem like better characters than me.
1: Wait, I have a great spinoff. I have a really good spinoff. Okay. So it takes place in hell, the devil's the main character, and at one point he's like, yeah, my nephew's been throwing a lot of parties. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's good. That's
1: really good. good That is
0: really good. Totally worth the effort of writing it.
1: (laughs) I do have to say,
2: I'm kind of disappointed that as a high schooler, I didn't understand how funny this because the the book what happens in the book is not at all funny, but the prose is pretty funny,
1: right, Rachel? Like, yeah, yeah sparkling Fitzgerald has a really good sense of humor yeah he really does
0: well he did write the vegetable
1: <laughs> the most hilarious play of all time that made his career <laughs> made his career
2: bad but yes I mean, oh. oh no <laughs> well I can't have the air conditioning on when I record <laughs> it's getting
1: really hot in well we're we done um, <laughs> we've had so enough take off all your clothes no don't do it
0: well we're done so take off all your clothes
1: if you want to audience I don't care Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard.
1: You're on the track, Theo. <laughs> you. You're a little freaking Hot Wheels guy. Just <laughs> If you would like to keep up with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. We also have a couple of Facebook groups for discussion and just general announcements. And if you would like to send us a message, you could email us at pod pod at gmail.com we've also got a website canonpod.com so there's just you know there's a plethora of ways for you to keep up with us oh
2: god we're evolving she didn't say www.firethecanonpod.com it's understood it's understood
1: we need to get back into our meme posting that was really funny we need to start doing that again
2: i'm kind of getting back into it i posted one that was pretty popular today you haven't liked it yet
1: i saw it though
0: Oh. She's trying to decide if she likes it.
1: I was logged into the Fire the Cannon account and I saw it, so I'm not gonna like it. Cause the Fire the Cannon account posted it. Anyway, we need to make some more memes. I think it'll be great. I'm I'm kind of feeling the muse. Alright, we're gonna go now so we can make memes. Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye,
0: suckers.
1: Make meme proud. Bye, old sports.